I salute you this morning in the name of our Lord Jehovah. He is the God. He is the God and there is no other. And His Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, the High King of Heaven and the Prince of the Kings of the Earth. Please open your Bibles for an opening passage of Scripture to Psalm 27. Psalm 27, our theme for this morning is that we might have a vision of the living God and that that vision of our Creator and our Savior and Preserver and coming Judge would so convict us and move us that we would be yet more faithful in being conformed to the image of His Son. In the 27th Psalm, I would like to read the fourth verse. Psalm 27.4 One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. We have five precious inspired clauses in this verse that tell us the heart of David, the man after God's own heart. Psalm 27 is a psalm that some of you may have memorized. It's one of the favorite psalms of David's and Asaph's psalms. But I'd like to give you this verse this morning to set the stage for our ambition in this first service. One thing. Now, David desired other things because David prayed for more things than just this one request. But of all his requests and of all the desires of his heart, this was the chief one. This was the main one. This was the important one. One thing that he desired, and he's going to tell us what that desire is in the text. And it's to dwell in the house of the Lord for some very specific reasons. It's not to keep his family happy. It's not to keep the church happy. It's not out of tradition or habit. He had some very personal, godly, spiritual ambitions every time he went near the house of God and why he wanted to be in the house of the Lord. But he tells us here, one thing have I desired. What is the desire that is driving you? What is the basis for your ambition in life? What are your goals? What gets you up in the morning and puts energy in your legs and steps? What are you out to accomplish? David had more opportunity for the pleasure of this life and the praise of men than you or I will ever have. He was the king of Israel. He was a most remarkable man. He was blessed and gifted and well-favored of the Lord in all aspects of his life, from his appearance to his abilities to his relationship with the Lord, to the love that the whole nation had for him. The whole nation set the name of David aside as the hero of the nation. The women sang their songs to Saul, but there were ten times as many that sang to David. But this David, that the Bible tells us more about than any other man in the Scriptures, had a certain desire, and it's right here, and he desired it of the Lord. He knew that for him to have this desire fulfilled, the Lord would have to give it to him. So one thing have I desired of the Lord. But now his wasn't just a prayer request. 
How many times are we willing to say in public that we have a prayer request? Or when we come to the Lord, we tell the Lord that we have a prayer request. That would be if the verse stopped after the first clause. But it doesn't stop there. It says, one thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after. I will apply myself to pursue the thing I desire of the Lord. I will not sit back like a fatalist and wait for Him to do all of it for me. I will pursue it. That desire that I have, I will seek after. Now, seek is describing you searching for something that may not be readily apparent or easily found at your first effort. But David here is describing his the effort he's going to put forth to find this thing that he desires of the Lord. And it's the one thing that's chief in his life. And what is it? It's in the third clause. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To be at the church, to be in the church of the Old Testament, the house of the Lord, was David's great ambition. It was in the church where God's presence was. It was in the church where God's word was taught, even under the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, you had the Holy of Holies in the tabernacle, where God dwelt between the cherubim. And it was there that the priests and the Levites would explain the word of God. And that is where the praise of God took place. And the worship of God and the sacrifices made to the Lord, that is where David wanted to be. That is the one thing that motivated one of the great men in the history of the world. David, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. One thing of I desire to the Lord, that will I seek after. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. This wasn't going to be some short-term revival in the heart or life of David. It was a commitment he was making for life. That the kingdom of God was first in his pursuit of all the ambitions and goals he had in his life to be in the house of the Lord forever was his goal. Now, he didn't want to go to church because it was religiously acceptable. It added to his resume that he was a religious man. He didn't go there because there were the famous or the popular in town with which he could rub elbows. He didn't go there because he knew his daddy expected him to be there, so he went to church. He didn't go for any of those carnal or foolish reasons. He tells us why he went. He tells us why it was important to him and the main desire of his life. To behold the beauty of the Lord. He wanted to get to the place, the sanctuary, where God revealed himself. Where God revealed himself in his presence, his prophets, his priests, and his word. Because he wanted to see a vision of God. He wanted to see his creator. He wanted to see his savior. He wanted to see the God that had been with him all the days of his life, had delivered him from a lion and a bear in his youth, had delivered him from Goliath in his youth, had delivered him from Saul later in life, from his son Absalom later in life, from the Philistines on many occasions, and from the Ammonites and the Syrians and others that he defeated in battle. He wanted to see that God. He wanted to come into his house and worship him, and he wanted to do it all the days of his life. To see the beauty of the Lord. The Lord God, Jehovah, is beautiful. He is no fat-bellied Buddha. He is no great spirit that one of his greatest creations are buffalo chips 
for the American Indians. He is no moon god of the Arabians who have a crescent moon on their flags, their scimitars, and on top of every mosque. He is beautiful. And we are to worship him in the beauty of his holiness. And And David knew the beauty of the Lord. You can measure the Lord Jehovah by any measure you want to make of a divine being. And he is beautiful. He, he excels all the deities that men have imagined. And we're thankful to know him. And David loved him. And David wanted to be in the house of the Lord to behold that beauty, to see it, to think upon it. And then there's another clause that tells us a secondary reason why David wanted to be in the house of the Lord all the days of his life. And that was to inquire in his temple, to learn the will of God. Where do we learn the will of God? Is it in our feelings? Does God so direct our feelings that we can say, as most Christians do today, well, I have a peace about it. Well, Catholics have a peace about taking the Mass. Catholics have a peace as they fall down on their knees and pray to Mary. But those feelings don't give us the will of God. We need to go into the house of the Lord where the Word of God is opened by the men of God who explain to us the will of God. We have it in writing, brethren. Even this morning I was answering an email from a young man in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, who is struggling as he tries to convert one of his Catholic friends about the difference between written Scripture and oral tradition. The Roman Catholics put the two of them on the same plane so that they have this ground on which they can add all their heresies to the revelation of Scripture. But we want to go into the house of the Lord where we hear the written revelation of God. And this young man asked me, can you give me some verses that would overwhelm his idea of oral tradition? And I said, my, I gave him a list of ten, and I said, now it's your job to pick from the list of ten, but I'll tell you my favorite. And it was Second Peter chapter 1 that tells us, we have also Amen. a more sure word of prophecy. Right. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost, knowing this first, that no prophecy of the Scripture... Scripture is written. It's the Bible. It's Holy Scripture. It's more sure. Now when an apostle says that something is more sure, he is telling you that there's something in the context that is less sure. And if you go to Second Peter chapter 1 and read the last six verses from 16 through 21, you find out that what is less sure was Peter being on the Mount of Transfiguration and hearing God's voice from heaven in the presence of Moses, Elijah, and Jesus, all of which were glorified. Right. Now, how's that for oral tradition? I heard God's voice from heaven when I was with Jesus, Elijah, and Moses, and then that Peter would tell us, That one author, the Holy Spirit, moving 40 writers, has given us Scripture, and it is more sure. So when we go into the house of the Lord, we come to inquire of the Lord. We come to inquire in His temple, what is His will for our lives? That is Psalm 27.4. That is our theme for this morning. Do you want to see and behold the beauty of the Lord, and do you want to inquire in His temple? Are you like David that would say one thing? Have I desired of the Lord? 
and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. Godly men, true believers, true brothers of the Lord Jesus Christ, who was the son of David, will be like this holy, inspired example that we have in the Scriptures. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy great and glorious name. There is no name like the name of our Lord Jehovah. You preserved, O Lord, its revelation to men until Moses stood at the burning bush and asked thee what name he ought to tell his brethren in Egypt of the God that sent him. Thou wast known by thy name, Almighty God, to Abraham, but you revealed yourself as I am that I am. Thou art not the imagination of men's minds. Thou hast no end or beginning. Thou art the independent, immortal, eternal God of the universe, and we bless Thee and praise Thee. Thou hast created us and made us. We are the sheep of Thy pasture and Thy people, and we are Yours. We are twice Yours because not only have You created us, but You have saved us by the Lord Jesus Christ, Your only begotten Son. And there is no name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved other than that of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thou hast given him a name which is above every name, and before that name every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ of Nazareth is Lord of all. We bless thee and thank thee for thy Son, Jesus. He is our Savior and our hope and our Redeemer. And our Father, we are blessed far above David, for we are able to come into the house of the Lord and not only behold the beauty of Jehovah, But we are able to behold the beauty of the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the express image of the invisible God. Our Father, this day we come into thy house and we tell thee with honest hearts and we pray that you will forgive us for the weakness of our flesh, but see the willingness of our spirits that we want a vision of thy beauty. Show thyself to us this day. Show thy Son to us this day that we might go from this place and that we might know the will of God and that we might live in the light of that glorious presence of the Creator of the universe and the coming Judge of all men. Heavenly Father, forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness that would hinder our worship of Thee this day. Bind the powers of darkness that would attempt to disrupt the service or disrupt our attention. Let us hold up the shield of faith and quench the fiery darts of the wicked. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you will quicken our affections and our attention, that you would open our eyes and our ears and our hearts, that you would rid us of all the idols that we have in our hearts and the stumbling blocks of iniquity that come before us during the week, and that you would direct us heavenward, that we would love the house of the Lord and the beauty of the Lord, and that we would inquire diligently to know your will this day. We pray for our government, our rulers, our president, our congress, our judges at the highest and local levels. We pray for our state government and our local municipal governments. Heavenly Father, we pray that you would give them wisdom, 
that you would protect them from their enemies, that you would make our government efficient, and Heavenly Father, that their rulings would be in favor of thy people, that we might continue to lead quiet and peaceable lives in all godliness and honesty in this nation. We thank thee for the liberties that we have enjoyed for so long, and we pray that they might be preserved for the sake of our children and their children. Our Father, we pray that you would be with every assembly of saints throughout the world that call upon thy name in sincerity and in truth, that you would bless them with thy presence as we seek for ourselves, that you would bless your men to preach thy word boldly and plainly, and that the word of the Lord might have free course and be glorified. Our Father, we thank thee for every good thing that we enjoy. We look to thee as a handmaiden looks to the countenance and eyes of and hands of her mistress, that you would open your hand wide to us, which you have done so bountifully, but that you would provide our daily bread. And Heavenly Father, as we forgive those who sin against us, have mercy upon us and upon the sinfulness that is yet in our members. Right. We look forward to that adoption that is yet to come, the redemption of our bodies from the grave. We look forward to being in your presence, sinless, to dwell in perfect fellowship with thee and thy son Jesus forever. We thank you for the hope of eternal life. And our Father, we pray now that you would bless this assembly to our hearts. We are in the house of the Lord. This is our desire. We have sought after it. And you have blessed us by giving us this privilege. Now, O Lord, let us see your beauty and let us hear your will. For we ask these things for your ultimate honor and glory and for the profit of our souls, that we might be more pleasing in thy sight. And we ask it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, in whom we trust for redemption and eternal life, the forgiveness of sins, and every good thing that you have laid up in store for them that love thee. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.